0: I think it's just all about talking about you, the customer. And I think about like the ideal customer, just write your content as like a a love letter to them. But really, a lot of these guys that are running these companies, they were good salespeople or they are good salespeople. So to me, it's just about taking what you're doing in person as a pitch and just putting that on the, the website. So we encourage a lot of the companies that we're working with they're doing the copy for their main service pages. There's a difficulty if you're having an outside company write the copy on your main service pages. So I believe you should be writing that stuff or you should have, like I think of it as scaling your best closer. So who's the best closer on your company? Have them pitch to the camera, put that on the website, but also like have the copywriter maybe pull out and extract some of those things.
1: Welcome to the Home Service Expert, where each week, Tommy chats with world-class entrepreneurs and experts in various fields, like marketing, sales, hiring, and leadership, to find out what's really behind their success in business. Now, your host, the Home Service Millionaire, Tommy Mello. Welcome back to the Home Service Expert. Today, we've got an awesome live broadcast with Tim Brown, who is an expert in web design and development, SEO, digital marketing, entrepreneurship, and advertising. He's based out of Minnesota, which is uh, Minneapolis and St. Paul. He's uh, the CEO and founder of Hook Agency. He's done that since uh, 2012. He also was a big part of the Minnesota Search Engine Marketing Association and another company called Snap Agency a few years ago. Tim Brown owns a uh, Boutique digital agency out of Minneapolis that specializes in combining visual design and SEO for small businesses and construction companies. Tim is a content strategy evangelist who has built or has been featured on Forbes, Neil Patel, NBC Fast Company, and he's also the author of 101 Ways to Hook Better Leads. Well, we've done this before. I, I'm excited to do it live. Can you tell me a little bit about the business where? What you've kind of yeah. learned in the past, where you're going, what the future is of SEO?
0: Yeah, I uh, I got into web design originally. That was my first love. I still love design. I think design is a an interesting and actually big part of of making you know like leads happen on a website, and it helps with SEO as well if you have good visual design. But yeah, I I got to the point where I'd made a lot of pretty websites that didn't have anyone on them. <laughs> or I've made a lot of websites. And so like at a certain point, I really wanted to be part of getting those websites a lot more traffic, a lot more leads. Um, and so I slowly transitioned my career into that. SEO, as you know, Tommy, I know you are you actually have more SEO background than maybe some people know. We, we've talked about PBNs. We've talked about different things that people did and some people still do. There's a lot of different things. There's a lot of, in particular, in the 2000 to 2010 time period, there was a lot of things you could do that like, it was actually insane. You could get a ton of traffic from just like putting a bunch of white text on a white background, for instance. You could just spin up thousands of links back to your website. It probably was a wonderful time in certain ways. Uh, And then it got harder. And some SEO people that started in that time ended up just really pushing into ads, right? Because, hey, if I'm going to have to actually do crazy hard work to rank something on Google, I'm just going to pay for ads. Okay. I got into SEO after all that. So ever since I've been in it, a lot of it has been around just creating really good content that people want to read, answering questions, and Basically, like almost like PR level linking, like getting links from high end, well, better better websites than you used to be able to get away with with links. So it really, when it comes down to linking these days, it's really about quality more than quantity. So if you wanted to pay for links like you used to be able to, it's very expensive, really. And you still can. Google discourages it, but I don't. I don't live like Google is gospel. So I like to find anything that works. I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, it's really about being practical. It's funny because Google says not to pay for links. Links is like the number one thing besides content that helps you rank these days. Google says not to pay for links. And like their whole business is built around, you guessed it, selling links at the top of their search engine. So, hey, Google is not God. When it comes to the ethics of this, I know you like to say Google is God. When it comes to home service lead, leads and home services, I agree with that, but they don't necessarily say what my ethics are. So I like to leave with a little spiciness there for you.
1: Well, good because you know I agree with you. You know, here's the problem: you could pay the news, you could pay PR Newswire, you could pay hundred different newswires. They don't mind that. They don't mind if you pay. There's also easier ways to become a contributor to, like, Forbes and Huffington Post. So as you put good content out, they they like that stuff. They want it to be natural, but yet it's like most governments. They want to be able to dictate the rules but not follow them. Mm. And I agree with you. And, you know, what what we've tried to do is really build strong, powerful edu.gov. And really, what I found is PR is a great way to grow SEO. Mm. It's it's a great way because it's the gift that keeps giving a uh, press releases. And if you give the press release to come back to your website it really means yeah. a lot. And then just amazing content. A lot of people think SEO is dying just because now they got LSA ads. They got the three top. Then they got a couple BBC then yeah. they've got the sponsored GMB. Then they got three more GMB. Then they got a couple more response paper per click And so now to get to the organic, you're like, scroll, scroll, scroll. Then you got like three organic and then more BBC on the bottom. It's What do you have to say to someone that says, like my buddy, have you ever heard of a guy named Qasim? Qasim I have not. He's one of the best PPC guys in the world. And he says, there's no way I'll ever get to do organic because every year it changes. I know my paid will always, the algorithms did not change much for paid, except for, you know, time on page, good content, quality score, stuff like that. So he says, you study pay-per-click, you can move a lot faster and it's scalable. Organic doesn't seem to be a skill. What are your thoughts on all that?
0: I agree to a certain extent. There is a reason that there's so many corporations just dumping money into SEO right now, though. Like they're hiring like crazy. There's a reason Angie Leeds is doing a ridiculous amount. my I just lost an SEO to their agency, so the people that do Angie. But there's a lot of corporations dumping money into SEO. Why? It's because 80% of the clicks are still going there. And honestly, okay, two things. You might be right. Paid might completely take over. Like the long horizon, like if I look at a 30-year horizon, somehow... Well, 80%. Yeah.
1: Let's just clarify that. I I understand what you're saying, but 80%, that's including the GMB, right?
0: Yes. Yep. The maps as well. The GMB,
1: the three-pack is, of course, local search. So I don't look at the GMB, although it's organic. Do you believe there's a completely different algorithm that runs off of organic versus the Google My Business?
0: I believe that there's definitely some things that coincide.
1: They used to match up perfectly four years ago, but I don't think so now.
0: Yeah, yeah, it seems a little bit more randomized today. It seems like a lot of the things that you do for your regular organic will be good for your GMB, but yeah, it's not quite as clean cut as they directly correct because yeah it feels like google like pops stuff in there randomly like they'll take somebody that has like two ratings and they'll put it above somebody with 50 ratings honestly the map stuff is sometimes a little bit of an an enigma it's a little bit difficult to fully understand what's going on there
1: you know they've got what's called the google ladder and if me and you start 10 gmbs at the same time they're going to fall different in the spectrum but over time they're really looking for the best of the best. Like they're putting more and more data points in. Like Google mm-hmm. Guarantee really monitors a lot more things. Like, how much are you booking the call? Did you get a review? How did it take you to get out there? And they're controlling that data. Mm-hmm. And the more data they collect, the better their algorithm is going to run. And they're going to make you pay for it. They're going to make you pay yeah. to collect their data, which is pretty.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> There's a lot to be said about the LSA, as you know much about yeah. those.
0: Yeah, we really like LSAs. I I push them pretty hard. It does depend a little bit on your market, like if it's super saturated, but we love LSAs. I push that even if people don't work with us. I'm just like, get on LSAs. But I might be over promoting it (laughs) because I know that more and more people are on it. Yeah.
1: LSAs. Yeah, no, it it is. Yeah. It's a microsite and it's a data collection. I think there's a lot to be said today. I talked to a buddy of mine who's one of the top copywriters on earth. He does a lot of the fulfillment for Frank Kern and Perry Belcher. I mean, this guy won't go into who he is at this point, but he does about 120 agencies, does all the content and the scripting, and he's one of the best there ever is. And he knows high conversion rate. How important are the words on your site and the funnel?
0: Yeah, I would say two things, you know, even for just having content on your site, I think A lot of home services businesses don't have enough content on their website, especially aesthetic home services. Like I think about remodelers and stuff like that. We've worked on a lot of websites. They want to have it sparse. They just want to show pretty pictures. I think you need more content. So I say 500 to 700 words at least. The actual headlines and let's say the bullet points and the stuff right up top matters a lot. I think I'm challenging our designers because we design websites as well. I'm always challenging them. Hey. Because we ask really good questions in our discovery meetings with people. We're getting their differentiating features. Why are you different than competitors? Making sure those things are right up top in bullet points, in like very easy to understand ways. And also, like these headlines have to be about the customer, not just about your company and why you're the best, whatever company in Orlando. It doesn't matter to the customer as much or it doesn't they want it to be about them. Whenever we're kind of in this position where making ourselves the hero of the story, we're kind of putting ourselves at a disadvantage because we're competing with the customer in their mind. But I mean, I feel like, uh, it's funny, Tommy, I know you're a very smart guy on this stuff, so it's kind of funny. I'd almost want to interview you a little bit on some of these things. I want to learn more about what you're learning out there too.
1: Well, you know, I I think you got your competitive advantages are nothing to do with, what the future holds. You can't say I'm the best at, we're open nights and weekends. We do tests system yeah. background checks. It's all historical data that's the customer. So out mm-hmm. of the last 900 customers, 897 started on time. And the other three were corrected within three business days, or whatever that looks like. I mm-hmm. learned this all from Janie Smith and the competitive advantage. And really competitive advantages are based on what you've done. That's like saying mm-hmm. I'm the fastest runner, but I've never had a race. How the hell are you going to make that statement? So I think competitive advantages are built on historical data. I might be able to say something like, "We're the only company that goes through a sixty-day certification with a eight thousand square foot training facility that flies their guys into Phoenix, whatever." And and if I make it very specific, I can guarantee that. But is it really cool that someone had sixty days training? Is that really a huge competitive advantage? So I think of competitive yeah. advantage like a unique selling proposition. Yeah, and the KPI should be measured from the perspective of the client. And if you yeah. could work on those KPIs, what do I care about? I care about that my family's safe and in good hands. I care about you're going to yeah. answer when we're when I get a warranty call. I care that you're not going to be out of business in a few years. I care about what I order it gets cleaned up, it's aesthetic, and
0: then mm.
1: if there's a problem, you're going to correct it fast. But really, here's how you do that: you survey your customers. Yeah, <laughs> and find out what's important to them because we always assume. Well, my customers don't care about that. And then you actually send a survey out and you're like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, I see people that drive around some of the craziest freaking the cars that I would never even touch. And there's a lot of them that sell. And I'm like, I can't assume that, can I? I can't assume no one would drive that. Mm -hmm. But you know, I'm curious. There's so many mistakes out there. Just your hosting. I went to a buddy's the other day in Alabama. His website didn't load on my phone. It doesn't load on Droid Mobile, but it'll load on iPhone. (laughs) Um, It's not indexed correctly. It's just crazy. Oh, by the way,
0: news of the day for the people watching live that GoDaddy just had a giant breach on their hosting where they just like dispersed everyone's WordPress information out there. So go check your your WordPress and change your password if you're on GoDaddy right now. I don't really actually have a skin in the game on hosting. I do like WP Engine. Because I use WP. I like WP Engine because it's fast. It's very fast hosting. They have like really good CDN. I, I don't want to go crazy technical for those that aren't interested in this. But um, then daily backup. It's a really great host for a lot of businesses. But I'm just texting hosting, to make sure yeah. we.
1: I got some stuff hosted on GoDaddy. So
0: <laughs> yeah, have them change the passwords.
1: It's not all. I'm just gonna forward this to a couple people because I've got multiple businesses. <laughs> <laughs> So there's all these things that come on. Mobile getting happened, I don't know, like seven years ago or something. And it yeah. just made sure it's fast load speed. If I had to tell you what my most important thing is in a website, it's the foundation is where it starts with is like the site map and understand how things get indexed. And I think there's so many times that people don't really think about their anchor text and their metadata. And they don't think about any of these things that are so important in a website. So the yeah. foundation is where it all starts from. And deciding. Mm. A lot of them don't even think what shows up. Like you'll have all this nonsense show up under, you know, A1 Garage Repair or whatever it says. So you can change all that stuff. I don't know if people know that they could change what shows up. Yeah. When you search them, you know, you can put in best prices guaranteed or fastest company out there and mm-hmm. parentheses and it'll pop up.
0: Yeah. For meta titles and descriptions. So if we get granular, basically for the people listening or watching, the meta title is just that blue text that shows up on Google. It's, you know, when you Google, let's say your name or your city plus the service you want to rank for. So one thing I like is for those of you that are doing some of this yourselves, it's about front-loading the keyword towards the beginning of that meta title. So having it at the very beginning, that still works. I do think having kind of a unique value proposition, unique selling proposition in the meta title is a great thing to have there. Sometimes you're trying to, fit multiple keywords in there. And so that, that kind of always comes first in this situation. But I do see people sometimes literally just leave it as like homepage in their company name. And it's like, there's money there. There's real money. If you actually spend the time on this, a couple of ways to kind of do that quickly, if you're just getting into SEO, the tool ares, dot com, SEMrush, dot com. They just went public on the stock exchange. So SEO is getting its day in the broader market. There is opportunity to look at what your competitors are ranking for. You can pop their website in there and see everything that they're ranking for. Hey, it's actually quite amazing. Hey, and if you have an SEO company, pop theirs in there so you can see how much they got their, uh, what are they, uh, cobbler...
1: it's the cobbler that kids. doesn't get their son's new <laughs> shoes because
0: I'm always scared eat. of that. Hey, I'm scared if your if your SEO agency isn't eating the eating the pudding of well, SEO well, themselves.
1: I'll tell you this: most SEO companies, I'd beg to differ, at least seventy five percent are not the end okay. SEO company. They're just the face of it. It's yeah. like those companies in China yeah. that go to a different manufacturer. They're like they're taking their middleman fee. Almost yeah. all SEO is done by a middleman and Almost all content of an SEO company is done by a middleman. And then it's site. Yeah. like, if you got your own writers with great content with, you know, there's little things that you want to pull out of there and bold and put great content yeah. Yeah. that answers questions and put videos, video marketing is huge yeah. on websites, time on page, all these things matter. And I've just,
0: yeah.
1: I got to tell you, there's a lot of quick wins. Think about this. I know companies that literally they find stickers of old companies and they call the number of, it doesn't work. They buy that phone number. Why not? Build, ha, I like that. Well, why not build a web page for the old company and say, we know how to work on them. And you rank for the companies that went out a business. Okay. So there's a manufacturer called Wayne Dalton. They got a torque master system. My website is very, very powerful. You call Wayne Dalton. Guess what happens? You're out four weeks. Who are you gonna call? The next one down. Why not say your company works on torque masters? The same day mm. you put on that metadata. Same day. These are things that I don't even do all mm. the time. I just I should just spend one day just fixing my own shit. You know?
0: <laughs> I was talking about you know the SEO companies that don't, don't eat their own whatever.
1: Drink their own Say Kool-Aid, you right? pop
0: yeah drink their own Kool Aid or whatever. I love SEO. I love it. Let and breathe it. Just like you, Tommy. You've got the training system internally for your guys um, you're making a training organization and that's important to you. And you know, you got your manuals, you're helping people grow. And that's like the biggest piece of your company. I think Is from what I can tell from the outside to me, that's what we're trying to do. And I think ultimately, I'm not trying to like just appear promotion, but that idea of creating a training company applies here as well with what we're trying to do and having right. We have writers internally and SEOs internally. It stinks a little bit because, hey, people can come and swipe your guys and you did all this extra work to train them up. But creating a training organization, to me, that's that's what it's all about. And I, I take inspiration from you and what you're doing over there trying to create a training organization. I think that that's, you know, we talked about employees last time we talked. And I think that that's part of what I'm trying to do because I think it really is hard to go... If you're just that company that lives off of everyone else's employees and goes and grabs them and you don't have your own training system, I think it's going to be harder and harder, you know, over this next, this is well, kind of a bull anything. market for employees. Number right? One, yeah. Number
1: one, first of all, the people are the lifeblood of the company, but I believe the system in which you get the employees and make the employees are all of it. And, you know, mm-hmm. here's one thing I do know for a fact, keep your employees happy. And it's impossible to keep every single person happy, it. But if your employees yeah. are overall a good set of it with the company, then they don't leave a competitor willing to pay more because it's such short lived. There's new guys coming into business that are, I'll pay you more than anybody. Then they understand. Then they understand that. Oh my God, I got to get a warehouse guy. Oh my God. I need to buy new computers. No one ever told me about this insurance. I got to have cyber insurance. What the hell? That costs me way more money. So as they start adding these expenses, they're like, well, dude, I didn't know I had to pay for advertising. I can't pay you that much. I'm a real business today. So you're gonna have to pay it, take a demotion. And well, shoot, I'd rather go back to that other company. If you're gonna give me a demotion, I was happier there. But if you create that loyalty, see, I believe in systems. You know who Marcus Lamone is? I don't, sorry. So the, have you ever heard of the profit?
0: Yes. Yeah, I know that. The
1: show the profit by Marcus Lamone. He says, yeah. people process product. Look. I might die. Who knows? Tomorrow's not guaranteed. Yeah. The process in which you get the people is key. The process in which you get the product yeah. is key. Look at You look at McDonald's, they got lawsuit after lawsuit about their food quality because their process is broken in which they get the food. You know, mm-hmm. I won't even go into some of the stuff I've read about McDonald's, but if you look at the lawsuits that have been won, the way that their food, it's washed down with like ammonia before they... Yeah. It's, it's crazy, the lawsuits, but... That's a process issue. You know, a couple guys have asked a lot of great questions. Here's here's a great one. What are the top 10 questions that we should be asking our SEO guy now? Mm. And I don't know Mm. if you need to do 10 because that's like the top 10 might be a little too many. Because the top thing that I'd be asking and I'd be looking for is a call tracking number to know how much revenue am I getting. Revenue is the key. They can't control your profit, but I want to know my CPA. How much does it cost me? So I take all the calls that came in through SEO and divide it by how much I'm paying for SEO. And then it's going to be the lowest you do. It should be for sure. But if you don't have a call tracking number, revenue is the first thing. Well, no, no, no. I guess it would be leads.
0: Yeah. I was just going to say lead quantity because ultimately they don't have control over your salespeople's ability to- Well, here's the
1: problem I have though. I will just- Tim, real quick. One day I had a PPC company that was getting me leads for five bucks a piece. Then I found yeah, out they were they were buying all the remote, Genie remote,
0: uh, Morantec yeah. remote.
1: And all these people were say, yeah. calling me saying, Hey, I need I need to buy a remote. Yeah. So there is a Those, those have to go like,
0: back and forth. Yeah, I'd go back and yeah. forth between the revenue, the leads. I think like I'm a soft marketer, right? So I also want to track how many people are on the website. I want to know how many of those are organic visitors. I guess those four revenue leads. I like to break down leads into qualified leads and unqualified leads. Cause yes, if your percentage is going up or down on that, that's something to watch. There's total traffic, organic traffic. I honestly think those four are enough.
1: Well, but I, yeah, I think, the other thing I look at down. is I, I got a lot of people in the past that do SEO that take advantage of, Hey, I got you more leads than I've ever gotten. And I say, well, we did billboards that month and we did TV, we did radio. Okay. Yeah. So looking at your organic growth Branded, as you do yeah. other things. So yeah. I look yeah. for organic to grow like this. It's not going to grow like this usually. It'll grow like yeah. this. And then it, there should be spikes when you do other stuff. You got to look at that Google console That's to good. see the spikes as you're doing other marketing. Yeah. Because what's going to happen yeah. if you do a new money mailer or a valpack or a clipper or if you do a billboard, I don't recommend doing all of them at once. But eventually as yeah. you add in four or five, and you start with your yard side campaign, you should start seeing Google slowly hockey sticking up.
0: Yeah. And I'll just give a couple more kind of leading indicators for this person that wanted 10. One is going to be links, but like the quality links that you're getting back. I know that if you're not super technical, it's going to be a little bit hard to like totally understand that. But I mean, like if you are technical to me, the quantity of links that you're getting above like a URL rating of 12 plus would be a good thing to track links you're getting. So if they're getting good links, they're going to be above the URL rating of 12 on a There's n- not anything to say there that isn't quite technical, but then to me, it's content that's going out. How much content quality content are you putting out? Those are two leading indicators. We won't go any softer than that, but I got, I got other things that I look at and think about. And I, these are the things that are required to get a result. But the result is the main thing. It's just kind of these things will help you pace. and They are important, basically.
1: But, well, there's quality of backlinks. There's good content. There's also, I look at a heat map and I look at how much you're spending time and how often that person is changing the content strategy of where it relates. Also, what are they doing with things like, Pictures. Are they geotagging it? Are they doing descriptions yeah. and the metadata of that? Like there's so many more things you could be doing and it's a never-ending process.
0: Sorry, I want to throw something in there where you're talking about you were talking about tagging pictures. It's I just want to talk about one principle here. SEO is really to me, there's nothing that complicated about SEO from my point of view, I guess, but this is the hard part that's hard to track because it's all the little things that you might not necessarily know like alt tags, like you're talking about for the the photos and stuff like that, it's really... And even I name files like with the keyword in it, and I instruct all of our team to do it, which actually all gets read by Google. What I'm saying is it's really all of the basic things done consistently and relentlessly. That's what SEO is. It's not necessarily these crazy, like a lot of these guru guys will try to sell you on some crazy new algorithm thing that they've concocted. The algorithm is always changing and it's around basic things. It's kind of crazy to me that it's important to do the basic things consistently and well in SEO. And that's, that's the weird part about it. I know everyone likes to sell this crazy proprietary stuff, but it's really basic things done consistently, content links.
1: There was this proprietary company that basically drove leads and that's the what time that they, because it's an algorithm and that didn't have any machine learning in it, it didn't understand. The wrong things were reporting back and we got all these calls. We got in the data. Yeah. I said, woo. They said, we got your cost per call way down. And then it turned out that there were zero conversion calls. It was a big waste mm. of time. So understanding yeah. leads that convert. And then there's always that question, what are, Billport TV Radio, what happens is, your branded search terms versus non-branded SEO is about non-branded. Of course, you want you better freaking come up for your own search terms. You better bid yeah. on your own keywords. But if everybody's searching A1 Garage Door Service, the reason I do that is because well, that's my company. Yeah. If everybody's searching A1 Garage Door Service, the SEO company shouldn't take. Yeah. They should yeah. not. You've done something. You've done the rap trucks. You've done the TV, the radio. But if you're popping up for garage door repair, Scottsdale more often. So you got to understand branded versus non-branded. What are your Mm. thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, I think that that's very important. It's hard to delineate like in your situation, it's a little easier for earlier companies. So let's say the first five years, like we have like a high-end home builder here in Minneapolis, right? Their leads have gone up in such a significant way, but it's corresponded with their brand growth as well. So it's hard to get full clarity on that. In a lot of ways, we can track organic and we can track how many other great keywords they're ranking for. So those are the things that we kind of focus on. It's hard to fully parse out brand. What we want to do is we want to crank up leads. And in some of our cases, we're the main thing that they're doing for advertising. So in those cases, it's a little easier. Like I said, it's hard to get full attribution. And at that point, I think it's almost better to focus a little bit more on like what are the keywords we're ranking for that are likely to be lucrative and how are they moving? Are we moving up for those keywords, tracking them on a regular basis, looking at the historical trend? Then you focus on that instead of just leads. You kind of just have to add in like the top 10, 20 keywords that you're trying to rank for and really kind of make sure that those are moving up. If they move up, It's very good for your business. But like I said, it is a little bit hard to fully delineate the brand thing.
1: But you know, there's a lot of spots that you could be, you're not going to come up twice in the map section because not for a service company, you wouldn't want that because you get pulled out of there. That happened once for me. Unless you're like showrooms. So you want to come up in the LSA, the GMB, the PPC, and the more names you pop up Mm -hmm. that look like the same name, the likelihood, if you're there four times, the three algorithms in the fourth one, is just astronomically high. You're almost for certain because we trust Google. That's why Google makes yes. so much money. We trust the search yep. results. We know paid. Remember when they made the paid ads very, they used to be like dark yellow and like nothing to do with really what I searched. And I'd rather go to yeah. Wikipedia than a Google link. It was like a national company doing paid ads. And I'm like, yeah. I don't want to call this company. It was dark yellow. Then one day, I woke up and searched something, and all of a sudden, it was really light. It was almost the same color as organic, and it barely, in the bottom right corner, said "ad." I mean, I had to look for it. And then I was like, these crooks, they want to... <laughs> and they really tried to get a fast one, but they, Congress overturned. They had to make it darker again, but not super dark. Now, there's very good quality in pay-per-click, really. Because they track your on-site, they track how many pages you go in, went to, yep. they track so many things. You know, I thought I was a genius one day, and I put the phone number in the pay-per-click ad at the top. And then I realized my click-through rate went way down my call. That call tracking number went way up because it was different on the ad than I had on the website. So the call track, I was like, man, I found a way to beat Google. Then my quality score went down because I didn't get the click-throughs. So then I was paying way more for a click when they did click. So Google beats you either way. They're smart.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they're pretty smart. Um, And they're getting smarter. The old tactics just don't work anymore, man. You said that you've been doing SEO for a long time. What are some things that used to work that don't work now? I'm curious. I can give a couple too.
1: Well, I can tell you just the fact that I used to best spinner. but you do spun content. Basically spun content just means you could take a sentence, rewrite it 10 times and come up with all the synonyms for every word and 10 synonyms per word. And best spinner just helps you find that data. But when you read the sentences, you're like, (laughs) I went to it. Instead of Ivy Mm -hmm. league, it might say a gratuitous and it will just, it's just the synonyms. All of a sudden you're like, Oh man, it sounds like someone either a foreigner or a spun
0: content. Because I came from programming like in coding stuff, I had pages on my website for different suburbs or whatever when I was starting out. And I I would put the like city name, I would just have everything written out, and then I would like swap out the city name in like five different spots, you know, like. And I thought that that was going to work, and it, it did for a little while. And then basically Google is like, duplicate content gets smashed. So duplicate content used to work okay on city service pages, and then it got smashed down. So
1: There's yeah. another thing we used to do, the keyword density. It mm. would be almost always you could tell if it was 9%, 10%, yeah. 12%. Yeah. And you could basically do a study on 10 mm. of the websites that ranked. See, yep. successfully leads yep. clues. So when you could yep. run the right tools to see how many times the keyword was, so search garage door repair or spring torsion spring replacement, and then you can look at the website that ranked number one, and you can tell mm-hmm. how many characteristics were in the metadata. If you made it the exact same characteristics and had yeah. the keywords yeah. in the same spot, and then you find out the keyword density and just got more links than them, you'd always win.
0: Studying that stuff really does yes, work. Yes, it it's does. Been, it. It's, it's, a does. Bit, like, it's a soft science.
1: But then there's YouTube now, and there's also this, you know, there's citation sites. Yeah. Here's the thing. If someone wanted to learn an algorithm, unless it was completely spontaneous, which means there's no likelihood of having the same result for the best. But I think if I had to build an algorithm today, I would build it on a lot more metrics. I want to control the phone call. I want to be listening to that phone call. Mm-hmm. I want to look at the tonality. I want to see how many rings it get answered. I want to know if it got booked. How would I know? Because of AI. And over a while, over the next three years, as AI, right now, Facebook's listening to me, as this AI starts kicking in, they're going to say, this company's got more trucks. This company comes out faster. This company Mm -hmm. has more reviews. And it's going to get harder and harder to build this fake link pyramid scheme, whatever you want to (laughs) do. The Web 2.0, of course, Web Web 2.0. And And everything that
0: we're doing on link building, like because link building, it's the less... Easy to understand aspect of SEO, but it is, it's number two to content. And what I will say is everything that we're doing, it tends to be for better companies because they're the ones that can afford us, just to be honest. And it's more and more resembling like PR or like digital PR. Like we do things like we pitch helper reporter out. There's an awesome, yeah, Haro is really cool it's just reporters asking for leads, basically. And they'll take your quote, let's say you pit five, 10 things a day, one of those is going to land. Five of those might land a week or three of those might land a week. Each of those links back to your website puts you head and shoulders above most of your competition. It's weird. It's not that crazy hard. It's just even for people that are trying to do this themselves, it's really just about doing the things that are a little more difficult. And it, like I said, it just starts to resemble kind of digital PR a little bit more than, than it does like old school SEO and the black magic kind of wizard behind the curtain stuff. Even though like that stuff is cool. It's consistency. You know, now when you get big enough and you actually get involved in
1: the local community, you see, here's some easy ways to win. And I've mentioned this before in the podcast, but Go through your QuickBooks and find every single freaking person you're paying. Okay, Tim, I want you to do this. I want you to go through your QuickBooks and write down every single person, whether that's a tool manufacturer, I want you to pull everybody. Then I want you to go on here and spend one minute each. Hey, my name's Tommy. I use your bank. And I just wanted to tell you guys, I think you're one of the best banks. I got to tell you guys, you're absolutely phenomenal. I want to recommend you guys. Can I make a small video that just says how much you kick butt? And here's all I need you to do. Just say Tommy Mello, the founder of A1 Garage with a link to A1Garage.com with the HTTP. I want you to put my link in there and I'm going to do, and then I'm just going to write a quote down for you. The Western bank, whatever the bank is named. And then I'll make you look good. I'll make you look amazing. Because I just cherish our relationship. So I'd love for you to put it up. If you're okay putting it up on your site with a link back to me. But I say this, I'd like to get the credit back to A1 Garage. It's for your outstanding customer. So you find a hundred of your relationships some of them are going to be monster. And how, for me, they'd love that because we've got a big influence. So they put that mm-hmm. up on one of their main pages. Now you've got a really good link. And what I might even ask them to do is I might write A1 Garage Door, the king of garage door repair, and then put my me- Garage Door repair yeah. that A1 Garage. So it's putting a certain spot in the. But that's one quick and easy way. Another great thing to oh, do yeah. is...
0: Oh, yeah. I'm all about it. And even if you didn't do a video, I'm just going to throw this out there. We've gotten on like homepage right, right on the main thing just by just a couple saying quotes. things that we really like. Quotes. Yeah, just so you can give quotes. them a quote in some cases. And ask, do ask that they add it to their website, of course.
1: And then no, you can especially if you become an influencer. And then, yeah. and then here, here's another thing you could do. One of the things that I'd recommend is Anytime I volunteer, I do a lot of charity. Hey, we we sponsor a hole. I say, listen, I will sponsor your hole. As long as I make a video and you put this, this is my signature with this, you know, A1 Groucher service and it's a link and you put it on your website on this page. I don't make them do it on the main page, but no one asks for that. No one asks for the signature and the content to be put in. Everyone says, sure, we'll sponsor your hole. I'm like, listen, how much is the hole? If I get yeah. you a good video that we do the edits for and you guys confirm it, we'll, we'll, do I have your permission to get it posted on your site? And I'm going to make you guys look like gods. I'm going to drag yeah. people here. You're probably going to pick up 20 more sponsors next year. Well, shit. Yeah, of course. Of course, we'd love to do that. You're going to do the video. You're going to do all yeah. the editing. Yeah, it's not going to be perfect. I'm going to make it look, yeah. well, the cell phone looks good and we're going to edit it up. We're going to make it look real, not like under stage lights and stuff. But every time there's an opportunity, people just don't think about it. You don't think about this. You're walking through a building. Okay, you're doing a shop tour. I don't care what you're doing. You take a quick video, say, dude, I'm at one of the coolest shops in the world. I am Tommy Mel's in the other room, blah, 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 blah. I will put that on our freaking site or a, a certain page to show shop tours or whatever. Mm-hmm. Do you know how much that link is probably worth from my set? I just showed you 62 right now on Ahrefs. Like right now in the background, it's got 28,000 backlinks, linking websites, nice. 2346.
0: I know I've linked to you quite a bit.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I think, you know, it's really cool. Check this out. This is how you want Google to work. Let me do one more share. And this is what's super cool for me. So I'll
0: tell you what, if you haven't done this, if you haven't looked at AREFs on your website, you're missing out because it is
1: actually very popular. I've told everybody. So look at this one. This is for the podcast. But I don't have that many links, but look at how good I rank. Like, it's pretty darn good. And the key here is the quality of links coming back are coming from podcasts and other things. So even podcasts could be a great form and just to put it in there and, you know, build content on, like, that just happened through Google. I have not done any SEO on that. Yeah. All of a sudden it started ranking very, very well. And all of a sudden more people start clicking on it. And then that tells Google, this is good content. And then they look at site on page. I'll tell you what. I've seen some of the best ranked sites in the world have the crappiest conversion rate. So what do we do about that? What do we do when the website, and a lot of people that have the most beautiful website doesn't rank at all and no one's ever looking at it. Mm. What do you suggest we do?
0: If you're a home service business, I suggest you talk to hookagency.com. Hookagency.com. Hookagency.com is we do beautiful websites that also rank on Google. And I think... You know, some of the things that you can do, you know, if you're thinking about this, maybe making some modifications to your current website. I always say 500 to 700 words on each service page. You can use things like show hides to kind of hide some of that content if you don't want to have just a giant wall of text. It's really about considering the visual design and the SEO in tandem. So as you can make a beautiful website that ranks on Google, but you have to be willing to create a lot of content and you have to be willing to do some of these things that Tommy's talking about. And uh, I'm talking about with Haro, podcasts, giving testimonials to people. There's a lot of things you can do for links, but you have to find something. And once again, some people get on the news and they don't ask the news channel. To they make don't sure even they give the news the
1: freaking crap. Yeah. And they might not even ask you, but you can give it to them and they will cite you. They have to. You know, here's something else. I know a company... And this is what they do for a living. They go to high page drinks websites and they call up the admin and they say, listen, what's your favorite charity? They'll say Foundation of Animals. I don't know. And (laughs) and you'll say, listen, I want to send you a $400 check. I want to do a write-up on how many dogs are killed in the garage door because it's inhumane. They leave them out there in the summers in Arizona. We'll do all the research. We'll have the evidence. How does animals... That's to do anything with garage doors. But if you come up with a subject and you say, listen, because of the time you're going to take to put this on your website with your master web host and whatever, we're going to go ahead and give you $400 for your charity. We'll just send you a $400 check. You do what you need with it. Do you know how many people, I don't have the time to do that, but do you know how many yeah. times, you know, I just told my trainer, I said, write me an article about home gyms. And he yeah. goes, dude, your website ranks so good, what would I have to do to get a link? I said, I want you to have 10 videos. I want you to have 10 pictures. And I want to rank number one for home gyms because I'll have the garage door installation matters. But you do all the content for me and you make it badass and make the content. I want 1500 words minimum. And he said, sure, done. So I got him to write the article and I'll link back to his website, but who cares? And then I'll just put my blurb about insulated garage doors make more sense for a home gym. Here's how to get a free quote. So I could also use people to write my content by giving them some links. Because some people protect their outbound links and say it's bad to outbound link. But if not, if it's a good website you're outbound linking to with a lot of good content.
0: Yeah. And yeah, that's exactly how I got into SEO because I was trying to rank for Minneapolis web design back in the day when we weren't a niche agency because now we only serve contractors. But I, I would just go out to websites. I like got articles on different websites. So you can do that too. And it is a powerful way to guest posting as uh, what they call it guest posting and it's not that hard you can pay you can it's pay crap. for play on that too yeah 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 there's a lot of ways the way to, that you to do. buy those as well
1: i mean think about it you get a hold of humane society and say listen i want to write an article about some of the stuff that happens with the animal cruelty with whatever if it applies." Yeah. there's so many ways to kind of you could whiteboard this sh- this crap and go crazy talk to me about the winning website formula
0: yeah, um, we have five things that we suggest every contractor or home service business has on their website. I'm going to go do them kind of quick and we can dive into them if you want. But one is strong visual call to actions throughout the website. Two is testimonials and other trust factors. Badges could be your manufacturers. It could be warranties, etc. Three, emotionally persuasive images and headlines like I talked about earlier, making your ideal customer the hero and help them imagine themselves working with you. What is that, that peak moment of emotional satisfaction that they have in the process of buying what you're doing and showing a picture of that, showing them in that state for an emphasis on search engine optimization throughout the process. So I don't think you can just slap SEO on the, at the end of a web design project. I think you have to build it with that in mind, build it with the the right spots for content on your main services pages and make, make it look nice, but also the right buckets for content. Should there be different buckets of content on your website? So a blog is an obvious one. Should there be a spot for videos? Should there be a spot for products that you're FAQs. trying to sell? What FAQs. Are the, FAQs. Yeah. FAQs is huge. And then five, really clear differentiating features or unique value proposition. I have to ask that question five times in every one of our, kickoffs with the client like so i say what can your competitor not say what can your competitor not say and they, they go what like they give me the basic ones customer service uh, higher quality and i have to keep digging like it sounds like that's something that your customer would say what can they not say though and sometimes it's something weird sometimes they can't say that they're we're a five-person company and we have like super intimate customer service and we'll answer the the phone at 7 p.m like and or whatever it happens to be like it might be something weird, but you should use that on your website. Whatever it is, something very granular and specific to you, you should be talking about those things as much as you can. And I think a lot of people get scared to do that when they're small because they're like, well, we're going to get big. Well, you're not big yet, so use the smallness. <laughs> you know. Or if you are big, use the bigness. Use the things that are very specific to you and kind of zero in on them and definitely say that Like the best thing I can do on the copy side is like, go to the testimonials that somebody gave to you or the, the reviews that you didn't ask for and pull little snippets out of those reviews and use that as the headline or the copy. Because a lot of times you wouldn't say that, but your customer said that. Sometimes it's more basic than you would say it because they don't know as much about your thing as, as you do. But pulling actual verbiage from uh, reviews is a lovely way to kind of get inside their head a little bit.
1: I think there's so many things you could do. When people talk to me, they say, what's the number one thing you need to do when starting a home service business? I say, figure out your brand and get your website going. Because there's one thing that Google, you can't make Google do. You know, have you ever heard of Matthew Woodward?
0: Oh yeah, love him.
1: So he and I were talking the other day and I said, how much would it take you to rank a website to be number one in North America for a whole subject? Coming from zero, he said, Full-time work, meaning content writers, link building full-time to take over the whole country, minimum of 12 months. He goes, but that would be astronomically, we'd, we'd have to study the competition. And, and that's starting from zero. So what he'll do yeah. is he might buy three websites and do a 3 one redirect on all of them to one. He'll build all those three up. Yeah. What do you think about that strategy? I didn't think I, I was I even... That think,
0: I mean, here's the deal. We don't do that for clients. But I've tried it. Like, for instance, I had a venture doing like a cannabis investing website. And we did that because this person was like, budget is not a an issue. Like, we just need to crank this thing. And what we did is we hooked it up like I think about it as like hooking up a bunch of old car batteries to like the back end. <laughs> So you take like five websites that are kind of an adjacent subjects. So you you build out those pages on the website. You can crank up the authority. It's just a little bit dangerous. Just like it's car batteries. Like and also you wouldn't want to accidentally burn that site. Well, no, it, no, no, no. it did work.
1: See, I look at it okay. like for example, I have a competitor that got booted from his franchise, and his yeah. website was amazingly ranked. He yeah. worked on it every month. He had SEO done. He had great content. But he wasn't allowed to keep that franchise name. So all he did is 301 that to the new website and oh, yeah. he took yeah. a lot of that juice with him. Yes. But he didn't regrow I love that. I love, that.
0: I love yeah. that. And honestly, it's not even that big of a deal if you change your name. I generally suggest trying to stick with the same.com for as long as possible. But if you have Absolutely. to. Absolutely. Like my company used to be called Tim and.com. And then we redirected hookagency.com three to four months later. I would say 90% of the juice remained is just a rebrand. So
1: it's so not what, that so crazy. Here,
0: you just need to make sure that all the redirects, all the pages have the location. They all load on the same
1: own. exact URLs yeah. because a lot yeah. of times you lose the content and all that. So yeah, what I'm saying is if I was going to build a franchise of 500 locations yeah. and I wanted to do it in a year, I might find the best locally SEO'd that's something like 40 on Ahrefs. And then I'd redirect that to my new franchise site and then start working like crazy on that on a national level and amplify that. I'm just saying that's the best, easiest way with a 301 to kind
0: of
1: side swipe some of the juice. I just, look, I don't know if anybody loves this stuff, but SEO is, Google is so important and SEO Mm. and time on page and click-throughs and interlinking and having people sharing the content. All these things matter there's such thing as uh, signing more salesy. How can you avoid doing that on a website?
0: I think it's just all about talking about you, the customer. And I think about like the ideal customer, just write your content as like a, a love letter to them. But really a lot of these guys that are running these companies, they were good salespeople or they are good salespeople. So to me, it's just about taking what you're doing in person as a pitch and just putting that on the the website. So we encourage a lot of the companies that we're working with, they're doing the copy for their main service pages. There's a difficulty if you're having an outside company write the copy on your main service pages. So I believe you should be writing that stuff or you should have, like I think of it as scaling your best closer. So who's the best closer on your company? Have them pitch to the camera Put that on the website, but also like have the copywriter maybe pull out and extract some of those things. So I just think about your website as scaling the best closer. And the best closer is not just sitting there talking about the features of your product or service. Your best closer is talking about how it's going to change their lives for the better, how it's going to make their home better, how it's going to make their lives better. And that's all you got to do. You got to talk about you, the homeowner.
1: It's called Blue Ocean, right? Yeah. Blue ocean means this. When I sell a blender, I can tell you how cool the blender is, man. This thing washes in minutes. It's such a cool blender because it grinds everything and you'll just... The blender has four different rotation speeds. It's got a lifetime warranty. Who gives a shit? You know why the blender sales? Let me tell you how to sell a blender. Tim, what if I told you this blender chops up nutrients in a way that's going to make you live a healthier life, keep your memory longer, spend better times with your family, because your skin's going to be softer. You're going to be able to communicate more clearly. You're going to be more focused. That's Blue Ocean. Really, what do I want when I want a blender? I don't give two shits about the variable speeds. I want a blender because I want to be able to chop things up. I want to be able to make better food and more tasty and live longer. And I'm making protein smoothies in my blender. So Blue Ocean is going to that next step. What is the reason you're doing this?
0: Yeah. What would it yeah, take you to go for me, uh, Tommy?
1: Well, what is the reason that you ask, you know, for me is why would you want a garage door? What if I told you I trademarked and everybody knows this, that listens to me, but the garage door is the smile of your home. It's the only thing on your home that gives you a hundred percent return on investment more than your kitchen, more than your bathrooms. what if I told you that 40% of your curb appeal is your garage door, when most people buy it, they realize they didn't spend any money. They made a great investment into their home. And number two, I would tell you this, it helps sell the home. It's got a transferable warranty from May 1. So even if you do decide, it's one of the sale features of the home. I mean, I've got a rebuttal for everything you can think about crossers because it spent so much time learning about what people ask. But, the, you know, there's a Marcus Sheridan book called They Ask You Answer. Ask more questions, survey more people, find out what people want to know, and then build your content around what people are really asking. Because us as professionals, we tend to to think we know of all everything people ask. But when was the last time you really listened? The stupidest stuff comes out of their mouth. Well, how loud is this thing going to be? Well, how loud a garage door opener? How do I know what's a quiet one? Why not do a survey on all 10 of them and say, this is the pros and cons to each opener? And say, look, but here's the thing. Here's a little secret sauce that I can tell everybody listening. Look at the questions that Google answers. And if your website mm. ranks right, try to answer some of those questions too. Yeah, out will those companies if you have the good SEO mm. done oh like man that. you know what we should do Tim we should do another one of these and we should just really spend time going through four different websites let me show you some stuff here I just I just Tommy, got random person you tell me I'm in
0: I'm gonna be in your uh neck of the woods in February yeah
1: let's do it in I've person
0: I've heard you say that you're open to somebody doing a company tour. Would you yeah, as long as I get do... a
1: testimonial?
0: So yeah, I'll do a, a really adamant testimonial. And I'd love to do this dissecting websites in person if you're open to it.
1: So I wanted to show you one thing. So yeah. this is my website. It's not the great, though I love it, but I think there's some more things. This is what Roofing yeah. said. I just pulled up a random one. Yeah. That's got this yeah. beautiful video played in the background this is one that's just got a picture of this lady in the background with a guy looks like doing something to her sink and it's a plumbing and air conditioning company. Yeah. And I think this is to each their own, depending on how it loads and, yeah. and website and stuff. But let me ask you this. Do you like the video in the background kind of going and showing different things? Do you like a static website yeah. that just has a good picture? What What's the deal?
0: So I like to make the interactivity be a little bit more in like the buttons and the the opening and closing and like a little bit of carousel stuff. The video thing, I just launched two websites with it. But I want to say, I do think it hurts your load times. So the two companies that we did it were commercial construction. And I felt like the aesthetics of what they were doing was so important. We did that for a granite showroom too. We've done it for a little bit more like high aesthetic. Uh, home service businesses in general, I'm kind of nudging people away from it because of the load time. Like it really does affect your SEO if you have high load time. If you do have a video background, which I do think is, it does look really cool. I think that the so yeah. So you do you know make what a lazy short loader, loader is? is?
1: Do you know how lazy loader works? Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So you can always activate the lazy loader. Man, yeah. I love that. I know some of this stuff. It's been a while, but. You could, yeah, you I love move. talking so about for
0: mobile,
1: for mobile, you could activate yeah. the lazy loader. Yeah, and what that does is it disengages certain things for load speed on mobile. So exactly. you want to make sure that your score is super high. I just know this because Andrew was working on it with Madden. But let me ask you this: I got to go through some of these questions because we we're a little over. If they want to find you, Tim, and they want just the access to get you and have you go through their site and the ac- yeah. maybe even just see how they're doing. What's the best way to reach out to you and go about doing that?
0: Just check us out at hookagency.com. You know, we have a lot of information there about our services kind of going through an overview and then just connect with me personally and Tim Brown uh, hook agency on, on Facebook, LinkedIn, but yeah, hookagency.com to check us out and we're uh, definitely down to just talk through where you're at currently. We can put it in our tools and see how you're doing and talk through how you might improve it.
1: All right. And give me three books that you love. Traction. Three books that mean a lot to you. Just nothing about home. Yeah. Sir. I don't want to hear my books. So don't, don't, yeah. don't, don't do me. So tell me three books that you love.
0: Hey, I'll throw out Traction. Boom. This yep, book. you
1: know what? Yep.
0: Absolutely yep. phenomenal. Like it didn't mean anything to me when I was an employee because I read it once when I was an employee. And then when I went out on my own, I was like, this thing was a godsend. I'm going to say The E Myth Revisited. Um, once again, this is about creating systems in your business. And it's absolutely phenomenal. From the very beginning, I've been reading this. So, like everything, I wrote out all the job titles that I was going to have to play in my business in the description. And then I, I was those titles and I handed them off one by one. And uh, lastly, and I know this is going to be, some people hate this guy, but I'm going to throw this one out there. I love the 10 X rule by Grant Cardone.
1: No, 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 no. no. I think he's genius. I really do. I I really subscribe to Grant now. And and I'm not a big fan of most of the people out there, but I really enjoy what he's doing.
0: It's just about making bigger goals, making bigger goals. And 10
1: times bigger. Because what it forces your yeah. brain to do yeah. is not think, how do I grow 10 times? You, you got to think differently. You got to say, holy crap. When I started thinking 10 times, I said, man, I'm going to have to become a consolidator. I'm going to have to work on systems. I'm going to need a training facility. I'm going to need a recruiter. So the difference is it changes the way your brain actually functions when you think. Because 10 times, I might be able to grow 300% if I keep doing the same thing and just start working harder and hiring more people. But if I'm going to grow 1,000 times, it needs to be a different mindset.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: I love this stuff, man. And then,
0: Tommy, I'm serious you know. about trying to visit you. I I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but I would love to check out your... No, no, just, you know, Bri,
1: Bri'll set it up and I'd love to have you. And right. We'll do another one and, and it'll deliver a ton of value. My goal is that everybody listening gets tons and tons of value. Awesome. So last thing I ask is we talked about a lot of stuff here. If you could give some stuff, maybe some take... Go to action things, maybe something we didn't yep. discuss, maybe just some great insight on something. Yep. I'll, I'll give you a couple of minutes to kind of close us out.
0: Yeah, I, I think, you know, for a lot of people out there, it's just going to be Googling the name of your company, seeing what comes up, potentially diving into either AREFs or SEMRUSH, A H R E F S dot com or SEMRUSH dot com, seeing where you're at. The first step is seeing where you're at. And if it's bad, don't get discouraged, man. We're all starting from somewhere and Google is gonna dominate for another 10 years. I'm gonna go out and make a bold prediction that Google is gonna be pretty important for another 10 years at least. And just popping yourself in those tools and popping a couple competitors in those tools. And then lastly, if your, your website isn't quite up to snuff, just Googling the winning website formula, going through, like, so our website will come up. Just go through one by one and make sure that your website has those things. It doesn't mean you have to fully redesign the website. It just means get more testimonials on there. Get more clearly differentiating features on there. Get more pictures of happy customers on there. Make sure you have clear call to actions. So it doesn't have to be a complete redesign. It just means you need to make sure that you're getting trust on your website trust is the biggest thing
1: i'm excited you gave me some good ideas my brain goes 90 miles an hour you know this it's just getting <laughs> actionable items and getting yeah. the results you need i got some good ideas you know what i'm going to do too is everybody's been asking me how to remove bad google my business pages that you know mm. are fake i was going to run through that i'm going to do a bonus here not today but you know i'm going to teach people how to do that you just made me think of that too so listen I'm excited. Happy customers. Make it exciting. Show off your products. Show your your unique selling propositions by saying what you've done in the past and really start thinking about that because that's great information. I got to tell you, Tim, you are very informational, very fun, very cool. We're going to do this again. You come out in February. We'll make it a a fun time and we'll make it a learning experience me and you got to catch up on a lot of stuff. So Get with Bree, we'll make that happen. And you
0: have most of the time that I'm there, I can just kind of hide in the shadows and look around. Don't worry about me. I don't want to take up a whole day of yours. I just want to kind of like look around and I think what you're doing is very cool. So, Tommy, thank you for being open to at least talking to me Listen, for a little bit when I'm there.
1: I will have anybody you want. I've already had lots of companies. I try to get five yeah. through here a week. Yeah. We'll f- more than free to come in, check us out. There's no secrets here. We'll show you the LMS, we'll show you the trainers, the recruiters that I use three different CRMs. You know, I'll open the doors and I love this stuff. So I'm glad to have you, brother.
0: Cool. Appreciate you, bro. Thank you.
1: All right, Tim. Take it easy, bro. All right. See ya. Hey guys, I just wanted to thank you real quick for listening to the podcast. From the bottom of my heart, it means a lot to me. And I hope you're getting as much as I am out of this podcast. Our goal is to enrich your lives and enrich your businesses and your internal customers, which is your staff. And if you get a chance, please, please, please subscribe. You're going to find out all the new podcasts. You're going to be able to ask me questions to ask the next guest coming on. And and do me a quick favor. Leave a quick review. It really helps us out when you like the podcast and you leave a review. Make it four or five sentences. Tell us how we're doing. And I just wanted to mention real quick, we started a membership. It's homeservicemillionaire.com forward slash club. You get a ton of inside look at what we're gonna do to become a billion dollar company. And uh, we're just, we're, we're, we're telling everybody our secrets basically. And people say, why do you give your secrets away all the time? And I'm like, you know, the hardest part about giving away my secrets is actually trying to get people to do them. So we also create a lot of accountability within this program. So check it out. It's homeservicemillionaire.com forward slash club. It's cheap, it's a monthly payment. I'm not making any money on it to be completely frank with you guys, but I think it will enrich your lives even further. So thank you once again for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it.